Hello, good morning, Andre here. Welcome to another episode of The Daily. I hope that you are well. This is the final day of the work week. And I know many of you are looking forward to the weekend. Maybe you have plans to go out with family, to the park, to the beach, or go to a cafe and have a nice cup of coffee. Whatever your plans are, I hope that this day will be a great day for you, that you will wrap things up in a nice way that you will finish your work today i pray grace for you to do that and i hope that even as you set aside time this morning to listen to this podcast as we go into a time of prayer and reading god's word together that you would feel your soul coming to life this morning and i pray the prayer of john the apostle over you that you will be in good health that you will prosper even as your soul prosperous. Let's begin the podcast. Well, yesterday I unpacked uh, shortly one of my favorite stories in the Bible. It's the story of the two on the road to Maus, and I believe that there is so much that we can glean from that story in Luke chapter 24. encourage you to take uh, your own time to read through that passage and let the Spirit speak to you even as He has done so for me on numerous occasions. This morning, I'd just like to share some thoughts from the closing verses of that Emmaus Road experience, starting from verse 29. It says this in God's word. They, meaning the two, urged him, Jesus, strongly saying, Stay with us, because it is almost evening and the day is now nearly over. So he went in to stay with them. When he was at the table with them, he broke bread, blessed and broke it, and gave it to them. Then their eyes were opened, and they recognized him, and he vanished from their sight. They said to each other, Were not our hearts burning within us while he was talking to us on that road? Well, if you are familiar with the story, you know that the two on the road to Emmaus were not just traveling to Emmaus for vacation, but they were running for their lives, right? They were running away from the threat of persecution. They were fearful and worried and concerned. They were despondent and hopeless, even as news of the Messiah's death hit them. And they you know, then met with Jesus, whom they thought was a, was a stranger. Their eyes were not open. They talked with him. They conversed with him. And then they urged him to stay. Now, this is a major turning point in the story. They urged him, Jesus, to stay with them, to spend time with them. And then Jesus does his thing, and their eyes were open. They recognized him, and their hearts began to burn. And then the entire chapter shifts as the two hurried back to Jerusalem and started sharing of the Messiah's resurrection and how he is alive and how he has met them and they moved from a place of despair of hopelessness of fear to a place of courage of great white hot passion now isn't that what we want right we want to move from a place of fear and worry into a place of courage and bonus we want to move from apathy from uh, just sheer kind of uh, compromise and callousness towards the things of God into a white hot passion, passionate devotion to our God. Now, as I mentioned, the turning point of that entire account was their decision or was this invitation to Jesus from the two for him to stay with them, to spend time with them. 
in some translations, it says that the two begged and pleaded with Jesus to abide, to remain with them. Now, isn't that familiar language we think of John chapter 15, where Jesus himself says that if you abide with me, you shall surely bear much fruit. And Jesus calls us to abide, to stay, to remain in him and with him. Now, I believe that it is significant that the word stay or abide is used twice in verse 29. And it reminds us that the discipline of staying, staying together, is quite significant to the outcome of this story. At the beginning, the two disciples chose to stay with each other and walk together as we talked about in the last podcast. This opened them up to the presence of Christ as Jesus drew near to them. And now again, we see that staying, abiding, remaining is once again catalytic in taking them to a place, a moment of transformation. Now, this aspect of the story is worthy of mention and it's worthy of note because it is so countercultural, especially in our current climate, right? We live in a global society that is so transient. Hardly anyone stays anywhere for very long. We have a multitude of options, uh, be it travel, uh, not these days though, but we have so much more options and accessibility and uh, mobility than, uh, pre- than the, as compared to previous generations. As a result, uh, as a people, it's so countercultural to stay put to uh, lay down roots for a long time. And we see this played out in various aspects of society, don't we? People routinely leave family and friends behind in order to follow a job. Couples uh, choose not to stay married when uh, things get tough. Uh, And congregants uh, in churches leave when they disagree with uh, their pastor or new better version of church to get started, uh, you know, somewhere else. And they move. It's so easy to move. Congregations leave denominations when they disagree with policies and practices and denominations can splinter and form new denominations when the chasm seems too deep and too wide to be bridged. And now it's especially so in a cultural climate like ours that we need to learn the simple practice of staying put. What some teachers of the way of Jesus, of discipleship, call the practice of stability that is committing oneself to stay faithful to remain to be planted we have to know that much of the work that goes into spiritual formation of transformation is simply staying put it is sticking it out when times are hard when people are challenging and allowing the spirit to form you into a person of love in this age marked with hyper mobility accessibility and options we have in many ways become a placeless people, right? We uproot at a sign of conflict, shift our convictions at a sign of challenge, and refute ideas of commitment because it inevitably limits our freedom and choices. But it's then that I'm led to think of the biblical imagery that likens human beings, men, to trees. Think about it for a second. Is growth, if any, even possible if you are consistently being uprooted and moved from place to place. We need to stay put in order to grow. We need to stay. St. Benedict you know, calls this the practice of stability. He explains that it is the spiritual skill of staying put to get somewhere. Just think about how conflicting that image is. 
it is staying put in order to get somewhere. I'd like to put it to you that in order to mature, to grow, to advance in your spiritual formation in Christ, we need to learn to simply stay put. In a time where we are taught through culture to avoid conflict, to build and to embrace wanderlust, perhaps it's time we rediscover the simple art of staying put in our communities when things get tough, to not leave, but go through the deep, vigorous work of relationship building and grow to be committed to people. But another aspect of this staying and waiting is staying and waiting on God. And we read all through the Psalms that the Psalmist will write about them waiting on God, staying put, being patient with God. Now, I talked about patience in a sermon quite recently. I talked about how we need to learn how to be patient with people and patient in circumstance. But there's another aspect of patience, and it is patience in waiting on God to trust in His promises, to sit and tarry with Him until the breakthrough and the blessing comes. A way we cultivate this kind of spiritual muscle is through our times of prayer every day. To not rush in these moments of prayer, to be willing to sit, to devote and set aside time to just sit, be still and wait patiently before God. And many times we think of our quiet times uh, as kind of transactional moments, don't we, right? I invest five minutes of quiet time. I have to experience the presence of God. I have to walk away with X amount of revelation. And we know when we don't experience that quick and fast, much like how we have been indoctrinated and conditioned by a culture, we grow impatient, we grow upset, and we think it's ineffective, and then we move on really quickly. But I want to encourage you, even uh, as you learn to grow in prayer, in devotion, to intentionally spend uh, times in your prayer just sitting still, waiting and being patient before God and allow the Spirit to work deeply in you even as you just stay put. And in many ways, I think this brings delight to God's heart when we are just willing to stay put, to not be in a rush or in a hurry, right? Just think about how, you know, if you were to go out for a meal with a friend and if that friend was constantly looking at his or her phone, his watch, you would feel in many ways dishonored or even hurt. And at times we do that to God, don't we, right? We go into our prayer meetings or we spend our mornings in devotion with the timer on. We say, okay, I'm just going to do 15 minutes and then I'm out. Kind of like a daily deal that you got to pay. Well, how about we put aside our timers, our watches, and allow for ourselves to be fully immersed and given to the moment. I wonder what God can do and will do in us when we choose to stay put, to not be in a rush. And I believe this will cultivate the spiritual muscles that are necessary for us to wait well, especially as it pertains to the promises of God or breakthroughs that we are seeking after. It's the same kind of patience we cultivate in our everyday routines that will be the same kind of patience that will preserve us during trying times. And so this morning, I'd like to end off by reading over you Psalm 40 as just a kind of text to wrap up this podcast, but also to frame 
our hearts and our minds even as we spend a few moments this morning in quiet contemplation and silence and waiting on God. And my encouragement for you this morning is even after these, this podcast concludes to just spend some time on your own waiting on God, offering Him your time, your attention, to not be in hurry, to not be in rush and watch what God will do in you even as you choose to simply stay put. Let me read over you this morning Psalm 40, a Psalm of David. I waited patiently for the Lord and He inclined to me and heard my cry. He also brought me out of a horrible pit, out of the miry clay and set my feet upon a rock and established my steps. He has put a new song in my mouth Praise to our God. Many will see it in fear and will trust in the Lord. Blessed is the man who makes the Lord his trust. And I think in many ways, even as we choose to stay put and put aside our agendas, our schedules, our worries and our concerns for a moment, we are in many ways expressing our trust in God that we can choose to put aside all our concerns because we are held and loved by a God who holds all things together. And so let's spend a few months this morning waiting on God, being still, staying put, and giving to Him our trust. I invite you right now to get into a comfortable position. If you're sitting on a couch, I invite you to relax, to breathe in and out, and allow for the tenseness that might be in your shoulders or foreheads to dissipate, to fade away even as you breathe. Allow for yourself to just sit and be still this morning. I invite you wherever you're at to put your feet firmly on the ground. And just feel the stability of the ground that your feet is upon. Even as the universe spins, even as the earth rotates, you are held firmly. And God is more stable than the ground that you're standing on. God is more trustworthy and consistent than the gravity that's keeping you planted. God is in all things and He holds all things together. And so this morning with that in mind, I invite you to wait patiently upon the Lord to stay put and offer Him your trust and your affections. Let's spend a few moments this morning doing so. Amazing. I'm going to close off this podcast with a prayer blessing for you. But again, I invite you to tarry on further, to spend more time waiting on God, more unhurried time seeking Him this morning. 
and allow for the Spirit to work deeply in you as you stay put. Let me pray for you. Father, we thank you for the gift of being able to stay put, that our tensions doesn't have to be divided, we don't have to worry and be concerned in this moment because we are helped and we are loved by you who holds all things together. God, we pray that you give us the grace, the resolve to combat that urge to hurry, to uproot, to leave when things get uncomfortable. Give us the grace to stay put. And God, we believe that even as we choose to do so, to be rooted in our communities, in you in times of prayer, that you are forming something deep within us. We ask for your grace this day. Help us. We pray all these things in your name. Amen. Thank you so much for tuning in to yet another episode of The Daily. I'll see you for service on Sunday. Have a blessed day and a great weekend. Grace and peace. Hey, thanks so much for tuning in to The Daily Podcast. We will have fresh new episodes out for you every weekday. If you like what you're hearing and want to check us out, uh, you can look us up on our website, www.thecity.sg, or check us out on our various social media platforms. We'll see you at the next episode. Peace.